back to We Are Live here at Midcoast Media Studios here in the Dot Zach Building in Grand Center in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Travis Terrell, joined, of course, by the great Chris Gardner, Christoph Denman, mm-hmm. sick under the weather, filled with Ebola and pus, unable to join us today. Mm. He will return this weekend, of course, for Oktoberfest, he should be returning back in studio also tomorrow morning. Uh, but we sent Chris on his way so he can get well soon. He needed some necessary rest. He's busting his ass, getting us ready, getting us comedy ready tonight. Not, of course, uh, only at uh, Sophie's, but we'll have some comedy tonight at Gaslight, Gastro Pit, uh, in the, on the hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that neighborhood, Gardner. But I am. Free comedy there tonight. So come on through and enjoy some late night comedy. Festivities will get underway a little bit around 8.30. So come on by for more free comedy. So if you're looking for a good time to get out, get prepped for this upcoming cool weekend here in St. Louis. You got some places to go. Sophie's here in the Dot Zach building. And of course, Gaslight Gastro Pit on the hill. I think Will O'Donnell is. Will O'Donnell will be headlining that bad boy. You are correct, sir. So we'll have... More comedians from the local area performing for you folks this fine weekend beginning tonight. And, of course, thanks to Tech Electronics, who helped us put this whole studio together. They did. They took good care of us, especially when, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Gardner. Uh, was it too long ago? I was in a city called New York. <laughs> they took good care of us Shut while I was down. Yeah, oh boy, here we go. Tech Electronics helped us outfit our studio, and they can help you and your business as well. The Tech Electronics team wants their customers to be at their technological best, whether it's through the telephone, IT services, professional sound systems, intercom, or audiovisual services, all of which they can provide. Check out techelectronics.com for more information, career opportunities, and more. Or... Put Tech Electronics in your Google box. Mm-hmm. That works, too. I've been told by you many a times. Many a times. Also helping us on this fine program, if you're looking for something to be powder-coated, oh, you can check out my friends at Gateway Powder Coating. Gateway Powder Coating is the number one custom powder coating resource in the St. Louis area. They can handle just about any size of parts in their 8 by 10 by 20 foot curing oven. Gateway Powder Coating is uh, our sponsor. They've been fast. They've been durable. They've been affordable. And they will take care of you. Let your imagination run wild. If it's metal, they'll powder coat it. Gateway Powder Coating is here to bring your metal back to life from industrial to custom. No appointment needed either, Gartner. Mm-hmm. Give them a call or stop by in today. Okay. Good job. You know who else uh, I think you're going to applaud for doing a good job? Who's that? I'm going to show you an ass. Okay, because you know I love ass. You know I love... Oh, doctor. Business. Oh, hold on now. This is where I really want to... Yeah, baby. No, yeah. I'm taking it away. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. Stop it. That is illegal. That is... Now, why would we rude. put that, that beautiful, fine, queen, future wife of Travis's mm. on the screen? Well, because she is about that life. She's about the cause. She's about the movement. She's about her word. Rihanna, and I believe she did this in our recent Vogue photo shoot. Uh, This isn't inside of Vogue, but you can certainly save that to your screen. And 
use it as motivation and get you out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, she recently said uh, during this interview for Vogue, uh, she turned down the Super Bowl halftime show because of Colin Kaepernick. I couldn't be a sellout, she said. Uh, we all remember last year Justin Timberlake performing at the Super Bowl LII halftime show, but only after Rihanna. You knew I wasn't going to. I don't even know why. You, you really going to think I was going to sit up here and figure out the Roman numeral for LII as I wasn't? Was it 52? Ah, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> it was wildly rumored that Rihanna. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is it 52? I think so. I don't know. I'll, I'll take your word for it. L I thought I X was I for 50. Huh? I thought X was 50. Uh, well, uh, look, is it Roman numeral? No, because, it, you know, like when you see su Super Bowl 34 with the Rams. Uh, it was XXX dot uh, XXSIV? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I don't know. That's apparent. <laughs> I'm just like, you didn't. If you would have known that was in the story, you might have <clears throat> Super Bowl lie, like figured out what it was ahead of time. But yeah, obviously, probably. you didn't. I wasn't too. And so you got the there, and you were stuck, and you yeah. only had one way to go. I did a Lou Dobbs. I have a wahoo ha. Timberlake, of course, uh, only performed at the halftime show last year because Rihanna turned it down. It was widely rumored she had rebuffed the NFL as a show of solidarity to San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. And on Wednesday, Rihanna confirmed that. In an interview again with Vogue, she said she didn't want to be a sellout or an enabler, so she turned down the NFL. Here's the actual quote. I asked Rihanna if we can discuss politics, how deep you want to get, she says, however deep you're willing to go. She says uh, she signals that I may proceed, and I asked if it's true that she turned down the Super Bowl halftime show in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. She said, absolutely. I couldn't dare do that. For what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There's things within that organization that I do not agree with at all, and I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. Rihanna just showing again why we're soulmates mm. and why, like, I can make her laugh. I'm really good at massages. Boy, imagine massaging that sweet Jesus. You okay? Huh? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, story. Um, yeah. Of course, everyone's very familiar at this point with the Colin Kaepernick protests in the NFL, and he has been oh, blackballed ever since. Um. Yeah, I was not necessarily you were surprised. just happy with this. I was happy. Yes, I was absolutely happy. I, I, yes, this is how it's supposed because to work. Because you want to embrace her. Yes, and you're you like the fact that she continually gives you reasons to embrace. Yes, her. she does. That's what's beautiful. Going on. Smart woman, just takes it. Does she doesn't? Where's she from? Barbados. So she's exotic too. Very. I think this is how I thought it was. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't even know what to say at this point about what we've already said. I think we've already made my point very clear on how yeah. I feel about it. Uh, I think the NFL has absolutely blackballed Colin Kaepernick, and I think it's one of the dumbest things. And I think when we look back on it, it will be one of the biggest national shames in the history of this country. And in the same fashion, the way we oh. ostracize Muhammad Ali. And then we ultimately, as a country, came around to understanding, oh, yeah, he had a point. I think that's what we're going to look back on okay. in the same vein as Colin Kaepernick. And I can see that, but, I mean, it's not 
We have many national shames. Plenty. Oh, trust me, there will be a Bible when it's all said and done when it comes to America's national shames. But I think it certainly is a modern day one. This which will doesn't mean you there. hate America if you say that. I well, yeah, if that isn't clear enough. But I, I think it's almost it's almost too apparent uh, what has happened to Colin Kaepernick. It's unfortunate because this was an issue that I think this was a. I, I still believe this was a complete overreaction by the league. Uh, the real complete overreaction by. MAGA conservative nation. This was a absolute ridiculous overreaction uh, to Colin Kaepernick. And you, you could have shut this down easily, like by just ignoring it, uh, which for at least the first few weeks when this all took place, most of America was doing. And, and again, even there was a point a couple years back, a year and a half ago, where this issue was dead in the water and only brought back to life by a president who was looking to curry favor with this very narrow-minded base. So it's just unfortunate. I'm happy folks like Rihanna uh, have the courage. And it really does take courage because if you say anything out in regards to support for Colin Kaepernick, as Gardner has just pointed out, you're apparently anti-American, you're anti-military, you're anti-police, you're anti... If you just say, hey, I agree with Colin Kaepernick, you're seen as the enemy in this country. And so I think it does take courage for a celebrity of Rihanna's caliber to come out, especially in a major publication, to say, hell yeah, I said F you to the NFL. They can burn in hell. And to do it um, in the, in the, kind of in the face of one Jay-Z. Jay-Z, who in many respects is very responsible for Rihanna's musical career. So it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if she considers Jay-Z a mentor, but Jay-Z certainly put the spotlight on Rihanna early in her career, and she, of course, then blew up from there. But to go in the face of a person who is very popular in the culture and Jay-Z to say, no, I ain't a sellout. I don't need to work with the NFL. I don't trust that organization. I think it says a lot for her. And, and again, uh, being as fine as she is mm -hmm. certainly mm -hmm. goes mm -hmm. uh, very, very is that photo not available anymore? Do we not have it on the I'm screen? I'm afraid of it? what you might uh, do. I'm not going to do anything, man. I, I promise I control myself. Nope. Oh, damn it. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> Cannibal liquor. <laughs> Ugh. I couldn't help myself. I know. You said you could, but you lied. You're having so much fun, by the way, with me not being on Twitter. Yes, you? I am. Because uh, you, uh, yesterday, you looked over my shoulder at work and you're like, oh, is that Twitter? <laughs> you're just looking at my screen? I was mesmerized. I was like, oh, they what, still, what's what, going on over there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that? And then I start show, I go, well, this hashtag is this. Oh, oh look at this hashtag, Travis. Oh, okay. And you're like, Oh, oh, okay. How how long have you been off now? This is uh, three weeks now. Oh my god! This will next week if I continue to go all the way into next Thursday. That will match the longest I have ever had for a Twitter sabbatical since joining back in two thousand and nine. And you um, you texted us, Chris and I, last night on our text chain. Yes. And you were like, "What's Gain saying on Twitter?" I did. Because your former producer of this program, Michael Gaines, said, who is a huge LeBron James fan. Huge LeBron James fan. Said if Jack Flaherty beat the Braves, that he would tweet out that Kobe was better than LeBron. Which, which Flaherty he... is big time black mamba. Right. Uh, and uh, 
And he is not a fan of Kobe at all. No. And Gaines was true to his word and tweeted out, Kobe greater than LeBron, hashtag rings. But you were just tweeting us. Or not tweeting us, but texting us. What's, what's, uh, so what's, what's going on? <laughs> you love being in like, this position, too. You, you said, what is Gaines saying on Twitter? That's so funny, So man. I screenshotted it and sent it to you. In a way, you kind of saw it, but I thought that was... You had to know. You were going to find out anyway. I, I, did, was, I just wanted to know how Gaines lived up to his word. I know he's a man of it. When it comes to gambling bets, paying what it's mm-hmm. owed, Michael Gaines is a man of his word, uh, and that's a true sign of a real gambler, someone who actually owns up to their debts. And, uh, yes, I really appreciate Whereas Michael Gaines. I would run away from them. It, we, we are very much well aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't miss it. I... I don't miss it. I do. I look. It was a lot of fun for me. I love, I love the comedy. I love the memes. I've told people this before. I enjoy the comedy that comes along with it, um, but it gets to a point where you truly become so overly invested, you lose sight of what is actually going on physically around you. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point last hour. When you talked about that one individual who you tweeted, I he was one of the individuals that was not getting to me, but it became so apparent at this point what the play was. Yeah. I, I think what it's boring, bothers really. It, I think what bothers me, I think throughout this entire process, isn't necessarily the behavior of these types. It's how people gravitate to them as if it's the proper way to behave. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the ultimate shock. I know there are crazy people out there who scream out the side of their neck saying the dumbest things on earth. I didn't expect them to have such a massive audience. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to create platforms. I didn't expect them to make money off being the crazy person that screams stupidness on a daily basis. I didn't well, think you could turn you that into a career. Then? Oh, I don't. And hence... For those reasons. Oh. So that's why I just, I'm fascinated to see, and, and, and I don't know, I just never thought in, in my time on this earth that there would be an audience for that. Is, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's kind of why I also am well, very... Well, it's not even that, I mean, it's, I mean, look at what we find to be influencers these days. Too. Right. Like, did anyone foresee that happening? No, but at least with influencers, they're doing silly things. They're playing with toys or they're traveling and things like that. But I never expected someone to say that you, as a black person, getting offended at racism is you being a pussy. And then millions of people saying, you're right. Subscribe. Like, I didn't expect that. That was the, that's the thing that surprised. Like, again, I'm not surprised that a, guy like trump will would say the things that he has said i'm surprised that there are institutions and organizations and mass amounts of people that go oh yeah i relate well i'm surprised that's probably what bothers I'm me more surprised than anything else. some of the things he says uh the president that is yeah because, like when he actually thought coyotes the animal were coming across the border that surprised me i didn't see that one coming and believe it or not, coyotes like that one. That one got me there. Sometimes I am surprised at things he says, like the being demeaning, being mean, being 
a lousy rat bastard motherfucker. Right, right. That doesn't surprise me. But believing that when you're talking about coyotes being the actual animal and not... <laughs> not the actual... Yeah, the transport. That got me. That surprised me. So every once in a while, I am surprised by him. I am, I guess, proud to say. Uh, well, I, like you, yeah, and I, I understand what you're saying. And like even you and I were having a discussion in the car yesterday about uh, things we place uh, in value in yes. society. Yes. Now, some might think this is yes. a deep conversation. It wasn't too deep. Yo. We were kind of thinking of a way to satirically look at it. Yes. Because we were talking about sports and getting ready for the Cardinals game. Right. Like, how sports moments are so immortalized. Statues are built for athletes. Right. And a lot of, some athletes do a good job with their platform. I look at Adam yes. Wainwright and what he does in this look, community. And look what Ozzie Smith and has not, done over the years in this city. And not only locally, but what Adam Wainwright does on an international level yes. as well. Um, Chris Long is another one yes. of those who played football here when the Rams were in St. Louis. Um Look at what they're able to do with their platform. Yes. Those are the kinds of guys I look to as I've aged and who I respect more and more as time goes on. Agreed. Um, but we still immortalize like the importance of sports moments. Look, it's our entertainment. We enjoy it and stuff like that. It makes us feel good. But in reality, what's the importance of it? Is the Blues winning a Stanley Cup and having a parade really? I mean, in the importance of life, how how valuable is it? Right. To me, not very valuable, personally. Compared to some of the other like, amazing we, things that like, look go if we under treated, the radar. Like, yes. so, well, we were saying, what if we treated scientists the yes. way we treat athletes? Yes. <laughs> like, no one is throwing the ticker tape parade on the Canyon of Heroes in New York for the guys that found the Higgs boson particle. Exactly. The quote-unquote God particle. Right. Uh, was that six, seven years ago. Right. Like this thing that's using this Hadron Collider to discover minuscule particles in the universe. And like scientists that are doing climate change work and modeling and what they're able to kind of predict conservatively, I'll say at that, they haven't really been scary enough at times. Um, and what, what they're able to accomplish. And just some of the stuff, like even just things like how you're seeing uh, energy what energy is being able to do now right. with, with solar power and other things. But if we treated like scientists or doctors who make these, like, look at where we are medically and the technology, we take it, we take all that stuff for granted. Like it's just supposed we to really continue do. to like, evolve think about, and progress. Think of some of the medical marvels just over the last five years, yeah. what we've been able to see. Like we've actually, we talk about face-off a lot on this show. There's actual hospitals in the world mm -hmm. that actually perform that procedure to save lives. And we couldn't tell you right now who that doctor or inventor was. If I really wanted a different penis, I probably could get a different you penis You could get right one. Now. I could get a different penis if I wanted to. We could do that. We could do all these things. And think back 150 years ago, what we were medically and technologically and everything like that. And here we are. Yet we, we have to build statues for We have to build. And that's, and I think, and you're <laughs> we, right. We got to get Yadier Molina statue. We got to give him a street. We got to give him an elementary school. <laughs> and, but, but you're right. And that, I think. But I, it's, but I'm not, I'm. I'm part of that at times. Yes, too. of course. I'm I same, will the same willfully way. admit that. Absolutely. I'm saying at times you have to take stock and look at that and be like, okay, maybe I could start placing 
my values and my importance elsewhere. Maybe I could find ways to become more interested in things that, I don't know, are going to progress society and evolve our humankind possibly right. to a point where like we're celebrating the moon landing this year where we're doing all this. Right. You want your flying cars? You've been yelling about not having your flying cars. Let's celebrate these. Well, we got to build statues with, with for, uh, you know, football players. Look, scientists are human. Look, they like a little bubbly. They like Rihanna sending them shout outs on Twitter. They want maybe if Rihanna sat courtside, from time to time, as some of these scientists work on some yeah. of these inventions, yeah. they would be just as inspired as a LeBron James. They would be just as inspired as a they Greek need, freak. We said they needed the sports. They need a treatment. Stephen A. Smith. They, they need, need the they, they need they need spokespeople. They need outgoing. Doctor Crick, yes. Doctor Watson found <laughs> the double helix. <laughs> Who you got, Crick or Watson? <laughs> And then debate. You embrace debate. Yeah. Well, I got Watson. You crazy. <laughs> we need to start celebrating those people. That's what we're that's and that may be also where I am. We're not celebrating the right people. We're giving so much of our energy and time to the worst type of people. And that's probably why also I've been driven mad by social media. Because, like I said, I think there are wonderful people doing amazing things across this globe. But for whatever reason, maybe it's just human instinct that we I find a way to give is. our attention to the worst but type of people. The thing is, like, people get lazy and say, well, it's just human nature. But if you know that, you can and change You can that. change that. So that's just lazy. That is very lazy. And that's, and that, that's why I, I, am, I get freaked out when I hear artists and creatives that I love and respect fall into that trap because you wouldn't be Todd Phillips if you truly believe that. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. wouldn't be a Scorsese if you truly felt that way. You wouldn't be the artist. You wouldn't be Dave Chappelle if you truly felt that way. And so it's as if, I don't know, someone spiked their drink, poisoned their food. It's I'm wondering how did people who created these uh, the, the, like I said, Dave Chappelle is a brilliant storyteller. How could someone so smart and so capable of creating this work of art fall into one of the biggest, laziest traps there is currently in our culture? That's why I get frustrated. And that's kind of why it's taken my little bit of a Twitter sabbatical, because I admire I admire someone's work. I admire what they put into it. So when they deviate drastically from that course, it it it. It does not compute for me. And mm -hmm. so that's when I have to say, okay, let me put it down and let me smell some roses and try to gain new perspective because what I'm getting from here isn't providing that for me. What we need to do, and we talked about it, we need to market scientists better like we do athletes. Like you, we were joking because you, you always said, Mike Trout needs to brand himself yes. better. And I've always said, well, Mike Trout can just do whatever the hell he wants. True. He's fine. He's Yeah, he's a grown-ass man. But if I take it to your NBA level, yep. um, yes. how they do it. Yes, October Miracle. So we'll need to, what we need to do is market them more like you would LeBron. Yes. Like, how do you make a scientist like a LeBron? How do you make him, you know, have that, that sexiness to him? How do you make people gravitate towards him? So how do we find the personality within of a scientist and turn him into like an NBA MVP. Isn't Elon Musk essentially that, so to speak? He's yeah, not a scientist, he, he is. but he's, but he's kind of taken that, 
brand and he's, he's like, we would not, yeah. yeah, he's kind of captured what we're sort of speaking about. Now, again, he's not the the scientist of it all, but well, he at least brings he, attention he, to... He understands that stuff. Exactly. He's a very, very smart guy. Yes, very smart. Um, so he is probably that guy right now, but he's not the guy who's winning Nobel Prizes right, and scientific right. awards. We don't even know who those people... I don't know who those I people are. I don't. Like I said, I'm part of this. Yes, I agree. We are. But I'm just taking a little bit of stock and saying, all right, maybe I can change that some because i'm aware of it mm. and to do to not do so would be lazy maybe maybe uh in the month of um november we'll try and highlight i like that <laughs> i think maybe we'll do that let's use the money and, and we'll talk about like their uh like their sports star and let's you know what and screw it let's we work. gotta build a statue of so-and-so outside of cern outside of cern I think we should also reach out to the actual scientists and medical community here in St. Louis. One of the best in the mm -hmm. world. Some of the best in the world. I don't think they would agree necessarily to come on, but we, if we oh, make yeah. the pitch that, look, we're trying to highlight what you do and the amazing things that you do. And we hear all the time here in St. Louis the amazing work that's going on at WashU, that's going on at Barnes Jewish, that goes on the Wash medical U community was here. was at the forefront of like gene mapping. Like forefront in the '90s for I don't know how like money was just being poured in we there. Found for it, some my of friend. Work. This is it. This is our thing. No other show, no other podcast is doing this. We are going to do it. We are going to finally put the real heroes on the map, and that's what this show is going to be about. Miska, make science great again. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's the show. That is the show, boys and girls. Hey, any shout outs? You want to get before we get out of here? Uh, I want to shout out to a friend of mine. We'll call him Lester Bangs uh, for providing me the screenshot of a tweet uh, that says, Wondering how this Nats Dodgers game ends. A simple playoff heuristic for you. The team with a Jewish player playing on Yom Kippur loses. <laughs> Bregman played. Astros lost. Max Fried pitched. Braves lost. Jack Peterson played today for the Dodgers. Guess we'll see if the rule holds. And of course. The rule did hold as the Dodgers were eliminated by the Nats. So there's my shout out. Nice. Nice. I want to give a shout out to the amazing folks at Sesame Street. Wow. Uh, they continue to do great work. And uh, for their 50th anniversary, they have unveiled several really important characters uh, that basically relate to some of the issues children today are dealing mm -hmm. with and the iconic children's television show I was proud to be a part of in some capacity mm -hmm. will tackle the opioid crisis in an really? online only segment by delving into a backstory of one of its newest characters whose mother is battling the addiction. Carly, the green and yellow haired Muppet introduced earlier this year, who lives with foster parents, Dahlia and Clem, will tell her story as part of the Sesame Street and Communities Initiative. The episode will refer to free online bilingual resources as well. Uh, and it will feature a segment with Salia Woodbury, a 10-year-old from California girl, whose parents have been in recovery for eight years. And uh, they have had characters on the show deal with uh, parents who are in prison. Uh, they've had characters who have siblings and relatives who are dealing with autism. 
Like, I truly enjoy what Sesame Street has continued to do over the last 50 years in helping children understand the world that is around them. That's why it was a great honor and a true pleasure to be able to be a part of them, even if so briefly, this summer in New York, because they are truly thinking forward and thinking about the children in the future. And I think a lot of us are products of some of the amazing things that Sesame Street did that revolutionized not only television, but learning in this country. And I think if it wasn't for Sesame Street being in the lives of a lot of uh a lot of kids like myself, like I would imagine Gardner and Chris as well, I don't think we would necessarily be where we are today. So again, my shout out is to the great people at Sesame Street as they continue to do amazing work for the children of tomorrow. Oh, what did you put? Do that again. Tomorrow. tomorrow. That was nice. Tomorrow. Uh, it's been fun, boys and girls. Would have been more fun, of course, if I had my good friend and co-host Chris Dimon. And Chris, please hurry up and get well. Uh, Chris busts his ass uh, behind the scenes uh, to make sure these things, like what you're currently seeing, continues to happen. And it's the guy has run into point. the only thing that can probably stop him, and that is probably a bit of a bug. But we hope to have him in tomorrow we'll morning. We'll teach him to be a gritty, gutty white guy. Yeah, he'll do better. He'll learn how to hustle, learn how to run mm -hmm. it out. Uh, to our great listeners, don't forget to share with your friends and let us know what do you think of our new IGTV segment, Wall Lights. We post them after the show every day, five days a week. Every day, five days a week. I fell into that trap. Five go. days a week. I'm going to let it go. Every day. <laughs> You'll get a chance to five see. Five days a week every day? Yep, sure is. That's what we're going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so check those out on IG. Let us know how you feel about those. Also, go to the YouTube channel and check out some of our past interviews we've had recently, especially with our good friend, uh, who we have? Akeem. Uh, we had Akeem in last and week. Ian Edwards. And Ian Edwards. Uh, Ian Edwards, hilarious comedian. A brilliant screenwriter as well. So make sure you guys check out those interviews. For myself, Travis Terrell, my amazing producer, Chris Gardner, this has been We Are Live. You guys enjoy your Thursday. Get set to bundle up. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Happy Cocktoberfest.